Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back into B&G in the morning. Um, I'm with my co-host, Brett Williams. Um, say what's up, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday during the morning, so uh, we're hoping to get this out right away, uh, right before the Chiefs-Chargers game tonight. It's a massive game, going to really kind of show where things are in the, in the AFC and the AFC West. I, uh, but I will we do I will be oh, at the ahead. game tonight working security yeah. so uh making sure making sure no that's... Chargers fans get riled up too much <laughs> well that's gonna be a great game I feel like the stadium is gonna be electric oh I'm, it's I'm... definitely gonna be packed yeah but before we before we get into that let's recap week one we'll start with the Chiefs and the Steelers uh the Chiefs got a 44-21 victory over the Cardinals I think they scored 41 44 something like that Great game. Offense looked awesome. Granted, it was against a not very good Cardinals defense, but the defense looked really good. They were able to contain Kyler as good as, you know, about as good as he can. Unfortunately, though, they did lead that game pretty banged up. Trent McDuffie, he got hurt. He and he's he ended up on IR, actually, so he's going to miss at least four games. Harrison Bucker got hurt in the middle of the game. We got to see Justin Reed make an extra point. Uh, he missed one. But it was good that we had him because I don't really know who else would have kicked. I guess Tommy Townsend would have had to try and kick, and he's normally our holder. Um, so that would have been interesting. But we ended up signing somebody up there, bringing up somebody up the practice squad. I can't even remember his name. but uh, So <laughs> he'll be there. Uh, and Trey Smith, our right guard, he is injured. Not sure his status for tonight. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, he injured his non-throwing hand. But, that I mean, he's, he's got – an insane ability to play injured so he'll be okay but other than that great game really excited to watch the the Chargers game but we'll get more into that later so Gavin any thoughts on the Chiefs game and if not you could talk about the insane Steelers Bengals game you know I I really expected that that Chiefs game to be closer but um like you said that defense is just really struggling and um, the offense without DeAndre Hopkins you know it it, yeah. it appears to to struggle quite a bit um but uh moving ahead with the Steelers game yeah what a game what a game um I I gotta watch it on TV um to the third quarter and then I had to head back um here for college so I listened to it on the radio um and I was freaking out um (laughs) as I was driving because oh my what a game um you know I'll give I'll give credit to the Bengals with with six sacks and five turnovers there should be no reason that yeah. they were in the game um but the Steelers offense just in the second half really couldn't couldn't get anything going um so the defense the Steelers defense was definitely the MVP of this game um also the MVP for the Steelers was the Bengals kicker um Man, they had a uh, rough game uh money Mac McPherson was not not uh kicking kicking great that day um you know, but uh, T.J. Watt tore his tore his pec. Yeah. Um, and he will he will be out six weeks. But Mike Tomlin goes on the record saying they are in a much better place now than they were. Um, you know, after the game because they thought he was going to be done for the year. Um, yeah. So so moving forward, you know, you hope rehab goes well for him, and uh. 
yeah, I mean, I predicted the Steelers to win. I think with with the way our defense played, um, it it should have been a blowout. I I I firmly do believe that. Um, but our offense, um, and we knew that was going to be the struggle um, going into the season. So um, you know, moving forward, we hope that the offense gets um, gelled together a little bit better. And honestly, um, my takeaways: I hope George Pickens. Um, becomes more in this offense because he was almost non-existent. I felt like, um, and Deontay played well, um, but I do expect him to play better. And then our offensive line, we just got to open more gaps for Najee because um, he was just, he was not running the ball very well. Yeah. Najee has put me in a rough spot in fantasy because he's, mm -hmm. he's going into week two injured. I don't know whether to play him or not because Bingo's really held him in check. But I don't have any other running backs to put in yeah. because uh, – so it's going to be rough. I hope he does better. But, yeah, you're right. Steelers' defense looked looked amazing. That that Bengals' offense is something that last year went crazy, and we only expected it to get better this year the longer they played. Uh, but they held them in check. And the one negative thing, obviously, like you said, is they got five turnovers, four interceptions from Burrow, seven sacks. Uh, and one by three points. And if it wasn't for Aminka Fitzpatrick blocked the extra point, would have lost that game. Absolutely. So ho hopefully the offense uh, can, hopefully for Steelers fans, the offense can get better as they play more together. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, the Bengals O-line, they got to get better. They put in a lot of money in that offensive line this offseason. And I know the Steelers' pass rush will be maybe the best they face all year, but you should not be giving up seven sacks, especially Definitely. when you got Joe Burrow who – already has had a season ending injury once uh, and is coming off that appendix surgery. You're going to need to protect that guy. So uh, we already mentioned, Oh yeah. And TJ is on IR. He was put on there today. So he'll miss at least four games, but it was expected to be around six. So that yep. was kind of expected. Trip McDuffie. We already mentioned him. Dak Prescott. He's the last guy we're going to talk about. He had a, or he had to have surgery because he injured his throwing hands. So he wasn't as lucky as Mahomes. Uh, Jerry Jones said they're not going to put him on IR because he doesn't think he'll miss four games, which I kind of think that's rushing back a little bit. It's Oh, uh, absolutely. I just think, yeah. you know, with the, with the way that Cowboys team looked, um, it, 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 I felt like it was pretty bad, Brett. It was I mean, rough. They, they looked, they looked rough, just they not gelling at all. And they faced a, they faced a good Buccaneers defense, but they didn't look like they were going to be, they, they looked really bad. They didn't look competitive. No, and they took away CeeDee Lamb, and so you got to believe with that on tape now, a lot of teams are like, hey, let's take away CeeDee Lamb and make somebody else beat us because they couldn't get any, anybody else going. Right out of the gates, people were saying that they might go after Jimmy G. I didn't think that was the case beforehand because Dak was going to be back before the end of the season, and especially now, you're not going to – especially now if they want to get him back within four games – you're not trading as much. You're not trading a whole bunch for a guy you're going to play for two to three, maybe four games. Well, and, and, and while we're on the topic of Jimmy G um, let, let's go ahead and talk about that bears 49ers game. Yeah. They may want to keep. Yeah. Does Jimmy G come, come back into this offense for the 49ers at this point? Well, I think they give Trey Lance some more time. It was his first game starting and, the field was awful. It was mm -hmm. terrible. Everybody's seen it by now. I mean, the players were like running and sliding down the field. It was so wet. I don't know how they would, we were going to be able to, to 
throw the ball, carry the ball, anything. Now the Bears are playing in it too, but for that to be your first game in the NFL as a starter, that's that's yeah. tough to come into. So, but yeah, I think, and I this is a, this wasn't uh, something that I thought of, but this is something I heard. It's a very good point. This is the worst case scenario for the Cowboys, and not just because their quarterback is hurt, but because he's going to come back. And let's say he misses six, eight weeks. Let's say they don't rush him back and he misses six to eight weeks. They probably won't win much with Cooper Rush, but it would honestly be better if they could if they could miss him for the whole year because they could basically just count this season as a wash, get a high draft pick, and continue this rebuild without Amari Cooper and trying to make this team a Super Bowl contender. Because as good as they've been, they're not a Super Bowl contender. And also now, Mike McCarthy probably has an excuse to stay for another year. And we all know he's not a very, at least creative head coach. So uh, because he's going to, you know, his excuses, you know, we had Cooper Rush for part of the season. And I think, I mean, I don't know how Cowboys fans think of him, but I don't think he's that good. I wouldn't want him coaching my team. So very not, not good things happening in Dallas. Um, so let's recap before we get into week two's pick them week one with the tie with the Colts and the Texans. Uh, before we talk about the specific games, I was nine, six and one. So kind of a rough week, but I feel like there was a lot of upsets. So hopefully this is my worst week. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't count. I counted the, the tie as a, as a loss for me. So I went oh, okay. 10 and six. So, um, Yep, I went 10 and 6. Um Okay. So not terrible. Not terrible. Um hopefully you do better this week, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I kind of skipped over the some of the things we wanted to talk about, but the Bills. Let's talk about the Bills and the Rams game. The Bills absolutely destroyed the Rams. Um and maybe that elbow from Matt Stafford is a little bit more of a problem than we're let on because he threw three interceptions and a couple of those were bad picks. Absolutely. I I mean, I just I don't know. I think I think the receivers for Los Angeles looked lost. I don't think they I don't think they ran ran well. Jalen Ramsey looked looked bad on defense. Um, yeah, they got they's got the better of him. But at, at, like at this point, do you think Jalen Ramsey is slowing down or it's just gotten to the point where Diggs is so good that he makes Ramsey look bad? Well, I think on the long touchdown that Ramsey gave up, I think it was a blown coverage by the safety. It looked like Ramsey uh, was yes. expecting. Yes, I agree. I agree. It looked like Ramsey was expecting help uh, over top, and he didn't get it. But there were times where Diggs was just – when you have a good quarterback and running and wide receiver duo, it's very hard in today's NFL to cover him because of, how, like, how little contact you can get away with. And so – there were times where, you know, Ramsey was Ramsey was uh, not in not really that out of position, but it was just a really good throw by Josh Allen. I remember there was a play on the sideline where, I mean, Diggs and Ramsey were kind of pushing each other the whole game. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of got to let him play there. But Stephon Diggs pushed off a little bit and Ramsey or Allen put the ball right where it had to be, pushed him off and turned around towards the sideline. There was no way Ramsey was getting a ball, a play on that ball because Josh Allen put it in the perfect spot. So yeah. I think Ramsey, I, I think Ramsey uh, obviously had a bad game or a worse game than he wanted to, but there was only so much he can do in your face because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes this week, they look like it's they're they're the two best and there's no competition. 
and Allen really looks like he is taking that next step. So it, I, I, I don't, I don't blame Ramsey that much for that game. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, we already talked about bears Niners. The conditions were terrible. So I don't think the Niners are that bad, but the Browns, they come in and beat the Panthers. We kind of thought Baker would have a great game, but it really took a long time for him to start coming through towards the end of the game. It looked like they were going to, uh, to come back, but the rookie Cade York nails a 58 yard or something like that to win the game. Um, that's a surprise for me because Jacoby Brissett, I didn't expect him to win very many games while he was the starting QB. No, I didn't either. Um, and, and the Browns played really well. Um, you know, we'll kind of see how, how well he can hold up until Watson gets back, but yeah, this was definitely a good win. I didn't want it to happen. I did want to see Baker just absolutely destroy the Browns, but it, yeah. You know, it, it it's it's now an interesting storyline. It's something that could really impact the AFC as much as it's already impacted. Well, Browns, uh, the Browns held McCaffrey in check. I, I saw at one point he had like 10 carries for like 30-some yards. Mm-hmm. Not very good game from McCaffrey in terms of rushing. Uh, the Colts and the Texans, we mentioned it. They tied. Not a very good look for the for this Colts team who I thought would win the division. Uh who knows? Nah. This is the only division where nobody has a win yeah, and two, no of, one, two of them played each other. So, and, and you, I mean, you never know, you never know with this, with this division, but, but tying the Texans, man, are you a play? Do you deserve to be in the playoff picture yeah. if you, if you tied the Texans? Um, but, who knows? Matt Ryan might get a little more comfortable in this offense. Yeah. Um, and and you, you can't make big, big, uh, big bull predictions um, after one week of football. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think it does reflect on players not playing in the preseason because, yeah. um, you know, all these injuries, um, all these injuries, um, offenses just not gelling. Um, and defenses exactly. like Jalen Ramsey, you know, expecting safety help. He's not getting it. That's a touchdown. You know, maybe that's something you give up in a preseason game. You go over it in the film room, and then, and then you're back back with it um, during the regular season. But um, you know, other than that, I think I think maybe that hopefully this Colts Colts offense kind of gets together, and 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 we'll see what they're truly made of. Yeah, staying in the division, the Giants beat the Titans. Um, Brian Dable, what a what a risk to go for two. But, hey, it paid off, and I think that was a smart thing to do. You want to talk about winning over the fans in your first game, going for two, getting in, and beating a team that nobody thought you would beat. Uh, really, really good play there by Dable. We'll talk about a good risk and a bad risk here in the next game for a first game as your head coach. Yeah. Uh, what a game. I mean, Saquon looks like he's back. He, he looks like he's back to the Saquon of old. And, 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 who, and who drafted him? Who drafted him with his second pick? I'm not sure who did, but whoever they did, shout out to you. You're the, probably the best fantasy player ever. Um, uh, time will tell, but yeah, this we'll is a lot. He, this, looks, this, he looks fully recovered, um, and I he think does. I think Daniel Jones and him know that. I mean, it's it's really a make or break year. I mean, the Giants are banking on you, um, and you know you either make it or you know Daniel Jones. He, he either makes it and continues to be a starter for this Giants or he doesn't make it and probably ends up being a backup somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, the Giants declined his fifth-year option, so he's got to show this year that they can. And with the Cowboys, 
uh, you know, being out for now, they could maybe slip into that wild card. I don't think they're a division winner, but they could maybe get that wild card. Who knows? Absolutely. Absolutely. So last game here, the Seahawks beat the Broncos, um, a game that we all thought the Broncos were going to win. But, hey, maybe we should have given the 12th man in Seattle a bit more credit because they yeah, were it, crazy. It was a huge factor in that game. I think I think Russell Wilson, I mean, he always played for cool. it. He never played against it. Cool. And I think it had a huge impact. And I think, um, you know, the fans knew that obviously Russell Wilson's coming to town. We got to, you know, raise everything we can to, to try to get this Seahawks team a win. Um, I did see uh, – some some fan had a sign that was like let's go kill russ or let's go beat russ and Jeez. dk dk refused to sign it which i thought was super respectful um by dk and and i think i think the seahawks fans feel betrayed um by russell wilson yeah. and and they well they, they booed really him. let him hear it yeah they really let him hear it yeah they booed Monday him night. coming out of the locker room so that's something i didn't expect i expected him to be to at least cheer me, but you got a Super Bowl there. You kind of see that from mm-hmm. a lot of from a lot of fan bases. But Seattle, you know, they see him as they, an enemy they weren't now. having it. Yeah, they were not um, not having so it. So the bad the bad intro to your coaching career we talked about earlier. Nathaniel Hackett made a bonehead decision at the end of the game. Um, they got fifty seconds, three timeouts, uh, and it's a fourth and five. They like to take it down to 20 seconds, call one of their timeouts, and send out McManus for a 65-yard field goal. Uh, while McManus has the leg for it, uh, I just – or a 64-yarder, I mean, uh, while he has the leg for that, I just – what's more likely, Russ Wilson to get five yards or McManus in Seattle, of all places, to hit a 64-yard field goal? Well, and – the thing is, you blame it on the coach, but Russell Wilson goes on saying, we made the wrong decision, sounding yeah. like he was in on the decision. We saw him on the sideline. They called the timeout. They went over to the sideline, and the kicking unit comes out. I think I think Russell Wilson was part of that decision. Um, but then yeah. again, I don't think I don't think you kicked the field goal there. Um, no. And and Peyton Manning, he he calls yeah. his timeouts on the Monday night broadcast. I think he called like twenty six timeouts before they called an actual timeout. Um, and well, and you really just scratch your head at the decision. Well, it's like Denver. You haven't had a quarterback for years and years. You bring in this guy. He's got. You just gave him a massive contract that he'll have for the like. That's probably the last one he'll have of his career. And you finally have the guy. You have all this money wrapped up in him, and then when it the, when it matters the most in game number one against his former team on the road, you don't you don't, don't let him you don't trust don't him. let him do his thing. It it and is Daniel crazy. Hackett, and Hackett after the game said, "Looking back, we made the wrong choice, but you got to know, like <laughs> we're just casual fans. We're not coaches, and we like we knew with three timeouts, you're already in Seattle yeah. territory. Like you're at midfield, basically." You've got time to at least mm-hmm. make it a closer field goal. Oh, absolutely. Maybe, maybe you don't absolutely. get in the end zone. And then if he doesn't, if Russell Wilson doesn't get the five yards, you live with it because yeah. he's your guy. Absolutely. But, so with that, we'll go into our week two preview and the pickums. Starting with the game tonight, Chiefs home opener against the Chargers. Uh, Going to be a massive game. Hopefully it's better than last week's Thursday game. Uh well, if it's going to be a blowout, hopefully it's in the Chiefs' favor. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm picking the Chiefs to win this. Uh, we already know Keenan Allen is going to be out of the game. 
That's one less guy for the Chiefs to have to worry about. He always torches the Chiefs. Uh, so now Mike Williams becomes receiver number one. Um, the pass rush for the Chargers is insane, especially with Trey Smith potentially not playing. Those left and right tackles are going to have to really step up uh, against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Secondary is really good. Derwin James is going to get the Travis Kelsey assignment. But I have more confidence in the team this year than last year because the Chargers defense would be able to take out Kelsey and Hill. But now we have a lot of guys that can step up and make plays. So I'm rolling with the Chiefs to win this game. So I do have the Chargers winning this division, but um, I have them splitting games. And I think the Chiefs um, at home, Thursday night football, I think the Chiefs um, handle the Chargers um, pretty, pretty comfortably. I don't see um, the Chargers. I don't see the Chargers um, scoring a lot. And I think, I think, like you said, the offense, this Chiefs offense has guys that'll score. Uh, multiple guys that are score. So, so I'm rolling with the Chiefs as well. So, yeah, we both agree on that. I think we'll agree on this. Patriots, Steelers. I mean, you picked the Steelers last week to beat the Bengals. So, I feel like you picked them to beat the Patriots. They looked awful last week. So, I'm rolling with the Patriots, uh, especially with Mac Jones having back problems. I, or, I mean, the Steelers, I should say, especially with Mac Jones having back problems. I just don't trust them. Yeah. I think the Steelers um, take care of the Patriots comfortably. Um, with with I think our our pass rush will will still be able to handle um the Patriots without yeah. without TJ Watt. I mean, you still got Cam Hayward in the middle, so that's well. And I feel like great. I feel like the Patriots don't don't have that star receiver that Minka is gonna have to really lock up. Um, you know what I mean. So so I think the Steelers defense handles as well, and and hopefully the the offense comes together and 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 we beat the Patriots. Yeah, so next game, Panthers-Giants. Um, you know, towards the end of that Panthers-Browns game, Baker started to, you know, kind of make some plays. Um, the Giants, without that two-point and without some, you know, just a great game from the uh, from Saquon, I think they lose that game. I think the Panthers get the win here. Uh, they didn't – They, I think they start to kind of put it together this game. Yeah, I agree. I think the Panthers, the Panthers beat the Giants here. So Jets Browns. I only had the Browns win in two games while Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback, but I've got them winning their second one here. The Jets, they're just not very good, especially with old man Joe Flacco and as their quarterback. Yeah. I just don't I they're not winning this game. I don't think elite elite Joe gets it done. I think the Browns, Browns take this one. So Colts Jags, this becomes a very interesting game now with the Colts absolutely maybe not being as good as we thought they were. We'll see. I still picked them here though. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Jags. Um, I, I think they they go ahead and and take this. Um, the Colts don't look don't look that great. I picked the Jags last week. They let me down. I think they get it done this week. Okay, so yeah, I think I think a lot of it is just week one playing together. Uh, the I think the Colts offense just has too many guys for the Jags defense to worry about. You got Jonathan Taylor, you got Michael Pittman. Um, in the defense, you know, Darius Leonard, he's a beast. So I think the de- I think he'll have a good game, probably a sack or two on Trevor Lawrence. So I think the Colts kind of get back on track here. Good game, good matchup here. Dolphins, Ravens. Uh, I've got the Ravens, but I was really close to picking the Dolphins. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick the Dolphins. I think I think the Dolphins looked 
pretty good against a you know not great uh Patriots offense and defense but um I hate the Ravens and I'm going with the Dolphins go Fins baby. all right yeah I just I trust Lamar uh in a contract year he's you know he's trying to get that money so I'm you know, we saw with Aaron Judge this year, man. He's playing out of his mind. Not saying Lamar is going to, you know, break some kind of record that has been a, has been in the NFL for like 50, 60 years. I mean, barely even been around that long. So, but I think I think he's going to, you know, play well. Tua, he's 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 good, but you know, he still has those moments where he's like, man, what are you doing? So, yeah. And that Raven, Ravens defense, I think, is you know getting a bit more healthy. Not sure if J.K. Dobbins will be back for this game. He's but he's he's getting better. He's he's on track to play soon. Uh, Buccaneers Saints. I had the Saints to win this one for the longest time, but last night I switched and I'm rolling with the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think the Bucks look really strong um, in their game against the Cowboys, and and I think the Bucks go ahead and take this. Yeah. So you know. Tom Brady's record against the Saints since coming to uh since coming to Tampa Bay is 0-4. He hasn't beat the Saints in the regular season. So I thought they I thought he won the two games at home and lost two games on the road. But I heard uh yesterday from from the NFL, uh from the NFL's YouTube that he's 0-4. So um I think he gets the win here. Their oh, defense absolutely. looks strong. Offense didn't look great, but the Saints uh I think that. I don't see somebody beating Tom Brady five times in a row. I would agree. I would agree. Four times in a row is crazy enough. So, but I've got the, I got the Buccaneers getting the win here. Commanders lions. Um, I've got the commanders, but I can see the lions getting a sneaky win here. I, I have the commanders. I think Carson Wentz played, played really well. Um, yeah, a did. lot of people are saying he's back. I don't think so. Um, but I think, I think he played well and I'm, I'm starting him over Jameis Winston um, this week in fantasy. So, so hopefully it turns out well for me. Curtis Samuel, he might be back though. He had a great game. I went ahead and got him, got him on fantasy in a league. So Absolutely. hopefully he's getting the start of my flex this this week. So hopefully he can have a repeat performance. Uh, 49ers Seahawks It's in San Francisco. Seahawks have had success there in years past. But I think the 49ers get this win. It's going to be their first game. Well, you assume it's going to be good weather. They're going to be in California. So you assume it's going to be – I mean, it's at least going to be better than last Sat- than last Sunday. So Absolutely. I think the 49ers get their first win here of the Trey Lance era. I, I would agree. I would agree. Falcons-Rams. I think the Rams used the Falcons to get a lot of aggression out after that loss to the Bills and that embarrassing loss. So I'm picking the uh, – the Rams to win this one. I am also picking the Rams. Cardinals Raiders. Um, this could be interesting, but I think the Cardinals, they're just not healthy right now. D Hop's still suspended. Their secondary isn't that good. And you know, Devontae Adams, I think he'll have a great game because last week Derek Carr decided that Devontae Adams was his only receiver on the team. 17 targets. That's Dang. that's insane. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh Devontae or Devontae and the Raiders as well. So all right, Texans, Broncos, another game where I think it's gonna be let's let's use this to get some aggression out. Uh, I got the Broncos. I also have the Broncos. Bengals, Cowboys, uh Cooper Rush is not beating the Bengals. Uh, so I, I would agree. I would agree. Bengals over and Cowboys. As good as this uh Cowboys defense is at getting turnovers. I I don't think they're going to be good overall this year. So I got Joe 
Burrow getting getting some revenge after last week. Bears Packers, you know, a lot of people. I don't. I mean, it is the Bears, but after that week one win, the Packers week one loss. Maybe some people picked the Bears, but let's not forget Aaron Rodgers looked awful week one last year. Lost thirty five to three to the Saints yeah. and ended up winning MVP. He doesn't play preseason, so I think the Packers get this win. It's at, it's in Green Bay too. I, I would agree. I would agree. Green Bay gets a win here. Uh, Titans Bills got the Bills. I mean, <laughs> last year, I mean, I think I think this might have also been a week two matchup, and we were like talking, like we were hyping this matchup up. It's not that hype this year. I think the yeah. Bills the Bills go in handle business, and it. I mean, it's it's definitely over a fourteen point win. Yeah, Titans last year. This was a Monday, either Monday or Thursday, and the Titans won. But mm. doesn't look like look doesn't look like the same Titans team. The Bills no, somehow they've not. gotten they've gotten better. There's two Monday Night Football games this this week. Uh, this one is the seven thirty one uh, Vikings Eagles underrated matchup in my opinion. This is probably the best uh, matchup of the week, or one of the best, aside from the Chiefs Chargers, obviously. Uh, I've got the Eagles. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings looked strong um, last week and and I think the Vikings take care of the Eagles. So yeah, I mean I agree uh the Vikings did look good. I will say though the Eagles have probably one of the few secondaries in the NFL that can kind of slow down Justin Jefferson and the Eagles offense put up 38 points last week against the Lions granted but still 38 points. Um, so I got the Eagles, and that's it. That's our pick em. Hopefully we can have a couple couple more wins than last week. And let's go ahead and talk about some eight-man. We'll, we won't stay on it for too long. We'll have to go ahead and start a new Zoom here in a few minutes because we got nine minutes left. But let's try and, let's try and get this going. Uh, the top ten, we know the top ten for this week. Uh, we got uh, some GRC, GRC teams in there. Worth County, number two in the state. A lot of people really didn't. Maybe didn't see this, but they've kept a lot despite losing a lot. Uh, they're, they're number two in the state, right behind North Andrew. Uh, Albany's in there at number six. They weren't even in the top ten, didn't even get votes at the start of the year, and they're 3-0. and And they're facing Worth County this Friday night. Going to be a massive game. Uh, hopefully, at the very least, Albany can, you know, compete with them. You know, Worth County's definitely the favorite to win that game. But Albany's playing at home. They uh they got the whole town behind them after this really good start. So hopefully we can get a good showing Friday night. Maybe Absolutely. the crowd involved can can motivate can motivate Albany to play play well. And the last GRC team in there is King City. They're three and zero or they're two and one. Yep. Um. They go. They play Pattonsburg, who is one and two. Um. King City, obviously, um, the favorite. And then the last team also from the GRC receiving votes is Stanberry after probably one of the worst starts um, in Stanbury yeah. history in a long time, as they're one and two, um, they also play Knox County, who is also one and two and are expected to win that game. Yeah, so be sure if you can't make the game Friday, uh, watch us on Albany TV. We're going to start the kickoff around 6.30, how we normally do. And we're also going to be in King City Saturday. That game was moved to Saturday, too. We're gonna It's their homecoming, so we're going to have that broadcast as well. It's a 5 o'clock. Uh, kickoff, I believe, but you may want to double check that. Uh, and they're playing Pattonsburg, who, while they're one and two, they have one of the best offenses in in the GRC and probably all of eight man football. Uh, Gage Eddings is having a great year, so um, yeah, it's going to be a good week of games. But with that, let's uh, let's talk about MLB, and then we may have to uh, end this and before we end off on NBA. So 
the league, the MLB, they're going to put in a pitch clock for next year. It's official. They're going to do it and they're going to ban defensive shifts. So the defensive shifts thing, I was all, I was against to start off with because I was like, if you can't hit certain parts of the field, yeah, why? you should, you shouldn't be, in, I mean, you should be in the MLB, but like, what's the point of, of stopping it? I mean, well, if, if they're shifting, hit the other way. Well, the problem, the problem that it is, is that a lot of people, when they shift, there's a guy up the middle and you are taught from a very, very young age and playing baseball to take the ball up the middle. So if you take the ball up the middle, you're do you're you're playing fundamental baseball and there's just a guy there and it's a ground out. Also, a lot of people will see uh guys like Anthony Rizzo, just extreme pull hitters. They put three, they put three guys out on the on the infield, on that side of the infield, and there's one guy on the left. It just gives the defense a really big advantage. So that's why they're banning it. I do I do see the side of being able to hit the ball all around the diamond, but you're you're getting you're facing the best pitchers in the world. It's it's a lot easier said yeah, than done. That's true. Uh, I could. I, I don't know. As for the pitch clock, um, that's something that I, uh, I'll have to see in action because I saw this at first. I hated it, but people around the MLB that have seen it in the minor leagues uh, have said that it's really good. It really improves the pace of play. Um, but the only reason early in the game, I think that it will be good. The only thing that I think that it might not be that great of a thing is late in games because late in games when you when you're in a jam the pitcher takes his time which is understandable because it's a high pressure situation so i'll just have to i'll have to see that in action next year uh before i get a firm opinion on that and we'll end up with the yankees man if we would have done this earlier in the week would have had a way different outlook but they won four games in a row they swept the red Sox in fenway in a two-game series and they've up their lead in the division to six so they might they they might win this division after all and really start playing good ball right before the playoffs. Um, so that's all I've got for MLB. Uh, we should probably. All righty, we're back with the NBA. Um, and it appears the NBA is planning to add an in-season tournament. Um, it could happen by the 2023-2024 season. Um, and they're they're already kind of deciding how this is going to work. So. Yeah, so let's talk about that. This is another thing I'm going to have to see in action because it's very weird. to It's very hard to understand from what we already have. But they're planning to add an in-season tournament as soon as not this upcoming season, but two seasons down the road. And they're kind of laying out the framework already for it. And there's going to be uh, cup games through November 8th. And teams eight teams will advance to single elimination to a single elimination final in December. The other 22 teams that are not in that eight-game final or eight-team final will continue with the regular season. And all of these games for this tournament will be a part of the 82-game schedule. And the two teams that make the finals will uh, will have one extra game. So it's a very interesting concept, to say the least. A lot of people aren't really giving it a chance. But I just think they're trying to make the early games in the season matter because a lot of people wait till kind of the end to start yeah. watching. And because not all 82 games or not all games in an 82 game season are created equal. I mean, not all of them mean as much. Yeah. Um, and making it part of the season will ensure that these that the star players will have to play. A lot of people are saying, well, 
the star players just aren't going to play. Why, why risk getting injured for a tournament that doesn't mean anything? Well, they're going to have to now. They made a part of the season, so. Definitely. The only thing that, um, you know, I could see is, you know, instead of Lakers picking up, you know, a win against a weak Jazz team or or a weak Thunder team, you know, they're going to have tougher, tougher 82-man games as this tournament goes on. Um, so, you know, say they're, they're a three seed going into to playoffs where, you know, you have a nine seed that's not in this play-in tournament but is playing weaker teams. Um, you know, we could see a shift in how, how the seeding um, comes out um, come playoff time. Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought about that I really couldn't find an answer for is, is it like a like a bracket style tournament? Because then you really mm -hmm. don't know who's going to play each other and you can't really advertise games until right before. I know they do it for the playoffs, but for the regular season, we always know how the schedule is going to look. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's going to be like a round, kind of like a round robin style and it's like based off points and stuff like that. I don't really know, uh, but They'll have to figure that out. Like I said, it's not going to be something they implement this year. It's going to be next year at the very latest. Um, and we're going to end off with this. We really won't elaborate much on it because it's a, not a very good situation. But the Suns owner, Robert Sarver, he is out. He's suspended for a year. Fine $10 million. All we'll say is that he has reports of racist, sexist, and misogynistic comments that he said. Um, a lot of people that have said it. So. Doesn't look very good for Robert Sarver. We'll see if he ends up coming back at all or if they'll kind of kick him out of the league. Uh, that's That could be something they do. Um, that's really all we'll say. Uh, these situations are not very easy to, you know, comment on. But, you know, that's that's all we got. Uh, Gavin, any final thoughts before we end? No, um, that that's it. Um, uh yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we really do appreciate it. Hopefully we get this out pretty quick. I'll have to edit it and then upload it. Um, should be should be up to Facebook and, and Spotify soon. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in.